from Paul's letter. <clears throat> so, if anyone is in Christ, there is new creation. Everything old has passed away. See, everything has become new. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. This week, I found myself able to do little else than sit before this passage and just let it pour over me. Three images of new creation virtually forced themselves on me, and I have not been able to escape them. The chrysalis that lay at the heart of my mother's monarch butterfly project, then the chrysalis of my mother's coffin with a gilded lip, and then this cathedral as a chrysalis surrounded by a crown of light. Let me talk about those first two images for a while. The chrysalis first at the heart of my mother's monarch butterfly project. My mother was a career teacher. She taught, um, she taught in, she taught in sec, she taught in the Broward County School System, Peter's Elementary School. Hats off to Peter's School. Happily, we sing our song. She, my mother taught second grade forever, and one of her favorite projects was around this time of year to go out and pull uh, branches from milkweed plants that had the little caterpillar eggs on them. And then she would bring them into the classroom and set up in like an aquarium sort of display and then let those eggs turn into monarch caterpillars. And then she would keep bringing in milkweed so the caterpillars would get big and big and fat. And then after a while, they would start to shrivel up. And then eventually they would turn dark and dried out and they would, they would turn themselves into a beautiful chrysalis. Sort of almost if, if like Brazil had two faces sort of shaped like that with, with, a, with a, a wide band up towards the top and around the band. Oh, is it, and the, the chrysalis is this beautiful olive color. And then, but all around it were these gold dots that were bright, almost luminescent, just beautiful. And then those chrysali or chrysalises would hang on these branches. And then for weeks, my mom and her kids would watch the chrysalis. And then you could see the monarch being formed on the inside. And then finally, the monarch butterfly, one of God's most beautiful creations, orange and black, just glorious. They would come out and then they would flap themselves and dry themselves off for a while and then they would release, she would release them. When my mom retired and moved up here from plantation and took up residence in the towers at um, what is now called Westminster Towers Winter Park up on Lakemont in Winter Park, up on the fifth floor, 
She'd, uh, she set up a display just like, she, just like for her second graders. She, would, she made sure that they would plant milkweed, and then she would go out and harvest the milkweed and grow, grow the caterpillar, grow the eggs into the caterpillars, into the chrysalis. She'd put them in, their, in the sticks in this big old uh, tent and then let the monarchs let the monarchs come out. And she would just do these lectures for her, the residents on her hall, and she was the butterfly lady. And then a few years later, I wound up overseeing my mother's burial. And I was caught by surprise to find myself that day standing, standing between the pulpit and the little congregation that had gathered in East Tennessee where my mom is buried alongside my dad and my younger brother. I wound up facing the congregation, looking over my mother's coffin, and it struck me that her coffin had a lip around the edge that was gilded. And I'd seen in the last few months of my mother's life that this lady who had once been just vibrantly alive just began to shrivel as her body began to just go away on her. And I realized that what was lying in that casket was a person who used to be a caterpillar, and because she was in Christ in that casket, was being transformed, even in death, into what will one day be a beautiful monarch, released and free, along with the countless others of us who will be in the ground one day in, in Christ, ready to emerge. Just thinking about my mom and thinking about the chrysalis and the, the gold crown around her casket somehow just made me think about what I want for you. I I, I love you, and I love this, and I love this place. And for you, for us, I have really but one aspiration, one prayer for this chapter of my life, that you, each one of you, that you would know new creation dying to the old taking your place in Christ, that is, in the chrysalis of Christ's death and resurrection, that you may rise, that you may rise into the new monarch life of resurrection. Eventually, a literal resurrection, but even now, 
in the wonder of an eternal life that has already begun for those in whose hearts the living Christ lives by the Spirit that raised him from the dead. Part of my aspiration and prayer for each of you individually is that you would personally know this new creation, the passing of the old and the making new of everything. And for, for some of you, new creation may be becoming free of the misimpression that God is an ogre that you could never please, that you could never be good enough for. Rather, what I would have you know is his fierce is that his that he is fierce enough in his love for you that he has poured out the resources of heaven to win you for and to himself die please to the mean god and live to the fiercely loving god in the parable that we read this morning Recorded by Paul's traveling companion, Luke, the Father's love is on display as he scans the horizon, daily looking for the return of his child. The prodigal returns penniless and penitent, but there's no question of repayment of any sort of debt. There's just a robe, the best one, Oh, and a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet and let's eat and celebrate. My deepest aspiration for you personally who need to learn that God is not a mean God is that you know your heavenly Father has a relentlessly tender love for you. That's why part of Lent is a call for anyone who needs to hear. Come home to a father's love. Come home to the ring and the robe and the feast. Then there's another son in this story. Another part of Lent's call is for the child who has wandered without technically leaving home. For some, Paul's new creation may be becoming free from presumption, from the misrepresentation that God is just a doddering old fool who isn't paying attention when you push him off to the margins of your life. Die, please, to the man upstairs myth and live to the I am who will not be taken for granted. Now, forgive me if I meddle, but it's Lent. But this is pretty much what the older son in today's parable has done. He never left church, but was never really in church because church wasn't really in him. Your heavenly Father loves you too much for that. And so, truth is, he will be everything to you or he will be nothing. Your heavenly Father did not allow his own Son to become sin, as Paul says, on your behalf for nothing. He will own you lock, stock, and barrel 
or not at all. At the end of the day, to borrow a line from C.S. Lewis, each of us will say, not my will, but thy will be done, or he will say, not my will, but thy will be done. Hear the pain in the Father's voice. You've always had me implying, but you really haven't been with me, have you? It's as though he were asking, to borrow again from C.S. Lewis, my son, why have you closed the door of hell from the inside? My aspiration for you as a person is that you do not make that bad choice. My third image, as I said, is of this cathedral. As we're in the process now of restoring her beautiful stained glass windows, I found myself thinking of us as inhabiting a chrysalis surrounded by a diadem of light, each window a gem in that gorgeous crown of light. And while part of my aspiration and prayer for new creation is for each of you individually, another part of my aspiration and prayer is for us together as a cathedral family. As I ponder this crown that surrounds us and lets in shafts of light, what I most deeply desire is that this place not be just a monument to the faith of the people that went before. The Francis Epps and the Bishop Grays and the other named and unnamed whose prayers and labors and resources and love lit this city up with godly worship and with its first hospital and one of its first schools. Let this place be a chrysalis of those who have united themselves in Christ, that is, with the death of Christ, surrounded by a crown of light that promises to break out in a winged monarch life of hope and joy. Let us together live in the light not of what was the aisles filled and the movers and shakers and attendants, but let us live in the light of his presence among us now with a rising generation and with deep worship as a new and glorious discovery for so many of us. By God's amazing grace, we here are participating in a worldwide renewal of worship among those committed to reading Scripture and telling and singing the story of Yahweh's conquest of his people's enemies as we recite the creeds with believers around the world and in every generation, as we take our communities and our world's burdens to the throne of grace in prayer, as we celebrate Christ's victory over sin and death and hell itself at the table, and as we go into the world to receive into our hearts and homes new neighbors that we welcome. Because you know what monarch butterflies mainly are good for besides shining a light on the beauty of God's creation? They pollinate. They spread the growth 
of plants. There they serve life. So at the end of every service, we commission and send ourselves into the world to welcome new neighbors. Some are here for school. Some are here from a fresh, for a fresh start from broken relationships or broken economies. Some are chased here by hurricanes. Some just come looking for a good time. All of them in danger of finding themselves in the grip of surprising love, caught up in an adventure they had never anticipated, all because you responded to the open arms in front of you here and opened your arms in imitation of the Christ who welcomes you all the way into the arms of his new creation life. And so to him who is able to do exceeding abundantly beyond all that we could ask, or even think to ask. To him be the glory in Christ Jesus and in the church now and forever. Amen.